0: Recorded live. And he throws it onto first hand, safe! On to second base, not in time! And the throw to third, and he beats it! And here comes the throw to the plate, and he is also safe! And he has been around the bases with your host, Patrick Womack! A very good Sunday evening to everyone. And what a a week in sports we have had this week. Man, there has been so much that has gone on. And we have Thanksgiving coming up this next Thursday. And let's just get started right into it because I know a team that is very thankful right now. And that's the Houston Astros, or how I, I may like to put it, the Houston Disastros. You see, I am a Texas Rangers fan, a diehard Texas Rangers fan, in fact. And after seeing what I saw last year out of the Houston Astros team, what else would you like me to call them? But I may be dropping the DIS off quicker than you would think. See, this past week, the Astros have made two very key moves for their organization that really just makes their offense an an, an unstoppable threat. I love this Houston Astros offense now. I mean, you're talking to me about Jose Altuve, Carlos Carrera, George Springer. Now I've got Brian McCann and Josh Reddick. Also other names. I'm sorry. Evan Gaddis should have been a notable name that I mentioned there. So many impactful hitters in this Astros lineup. Where are you going to play them all? I don't know. I think that's a huge threat to any major league team that is going to come across them may actually be a potential problem. And you may ask yourself, well, why is that a problem for them to have depth? Depth isn't a problem, but the reason at this current time, I'm still calling this team, the Houston disastrous is they're making these very key impactful moves for hitters. But what about their pitching? What are they doing to improve What was their demise last year? Yeah, most of it was because of injuries. I mean, for example, Lance McCullers going down. Um, But besides the point of that, is Dallas Keuchel going to have a resurgence? Is Colin McHugh going to have a resurgence? They're wanting a lot out of this rookie Joe Musgrove. Uh, Not to mention their other free agent signing that I'm not even – Noting because I just don't think it's of utter importance, was Charlie Morton. he pitched four games in two thousand sixteen, so my question for the Houston Astros is
1: you have all of this hitting, but your pitching is still to me
0: in the lower rankings in of the entire league. It may not be on paper. But I'm just going off of history. I mean, history has its eyes on you, Houston. You have to, with all these prospects you've got in your minor league system and some in your major leagues, with all of this money that you have to spend, why wouldn't you go after a top-tier starting pitcher like Chris Sale or Chris Archer? Why are you going to settle? And I'm not saying that you are settling. But from what I'm seeing right here is you have interest in Carlos Beltran, yet another hitter. When are you going to put your interest into something that could net you your first championship? When are you going to start spending money on pitching? The Texas Rangers have showed you they're not afraid to. And I think that's the one thing that sets them aside. Yes, I'm a biased opinion, but I'm going from a completely unbiased state. If the Astros go out and get a top-tier starting pitcher, they will be one of the deadliest teams in Major League Baseball. You can mark my words on that right now here on November 20th, 2016 at 8.09 p.m. Eastern. They go out and get a top-tier starting pitcher. They will be one of the top teams in Major League Baseball this year. But until then, I will continue to refer to you as the Houston Disastros. You go 3-16 and 16 against the Texas Rangers. In 2016, and that's what you should expect from most Texas Rangers fans. So moving right on along from their two-second base, and we have, they went to Jared, they went to Jared, they went to Jared, that's right, the Los Angeles Rams went to Jared Goff, the number one pick of the 2016 NFL Draft made his NFL debut today against the Miami Dolphins in Los Angeles. And, you know, it was a very rainy game, which is highly abnormal for uh, Los Angeles. And it was a very aggressive game. And a game that really, up until the end, looked as if Jared Goff was going to leave with his, leave his debut with the first win of his career. Unfortunately, that wasn't going to happen. They had penalties at the end that killed the St. Louis Rams. I'm sorry, the Los Angeles Rams. My apologies there. They absolutely killed the Rams. The Dolphins rose up. And they took this one fourteen to ten in a game that was ten to nothing for most of the game, and understandably so, in the game, just talking about Jared Goff, they did kind of have a leash on him. They really weren't letting him expand his regions a lot. He was making a lot of short dump passes. I didn't think he was running the uh, I did not think that the Los Angeles Rams were running the football enough to be quite honest, because what netted them their scores was the running of Todd Gurley, who had 20 carries at 76 yards. So, but in realms to Jared Goff, he, he had a lot of overthrows, some underthrows. I mean, he, wasn't necessarily consistent. I mean, he was 17 for 31 with 134 yards. But he got the first one out of the way here. And maybe that this is the answer to the Los Angeles Rams problems is this quarterback that they drafted number one in the 2016 draft. I think time will tell there if they went to Jared, and he netted them a Super Bowl ring. But until then, he got his first one out of the way. And to be honest, the to me, the best things he did in that game, as I was spectating it, was the things he didn't do. Um, he didn't make throws when there was nobody to throw to, which could be a huge rookie mistake. So I thought he had some positives there in that he really knew how to handle the football but he's obviously still got work ahead of him before we probably start even come close to talking about the Los Angeles Rams and a Super Bowl title so with that said moving right along to third base and I've got a quote for third base today. That's right. A quote. Now, who from? Probably one of my least favorite people in all of sports. That's Floyd Money Mayweather. That's right. This past week, he decided to make a statement to Conor McGregor. And his statement read, I mean, it was a long statement, but just a piece of it read, but never compare Conor McGregor to me. It's a total disrespect. Once again, I'm an elephant, An elephant don't beef with ants. Elephant is so
1: large, he don't even see ants. I have no idea how uh,
0: Floyd Mayweather can compare himself to an elephant. But next time that he goes out and makes a comparison, he might want to do his research to make sure he's not making himself look like a fool. See, I did some research. And actually, elephants are known to stay away from plants, such as trees, that are infested with ants. This way, they can avoid them crawling up their sensitive trunks and biting them. So, actually, elephants are terrified of ants. (laughs) So, yeah, Mr. Mayweather an elephant don't beef with ants but that's
1: because they're terrified of them but in reference to the fight that
0: everybody's talking about and that was talked about early on this year i hope it happens i really do i love connor mcgregor so this is going to be kind of biased opinion I think Conor McGregor can take Floyd Mayweather in his age. Floyd Mayweather has announced his retirement. He went out forty nine and up. But I, Conor McGregor's younger. He's quicker. Yes, he doesn't necessarily know boxing. But I think he could take this guy, and I would love to see this fight. I'm along uh, the many of people would love to see this fight, and according to certain sources, we may not have to wait too much longer before this fight happens, this fight that everyone said would never happen, and it still may never happen, but according to Scott Van Pelt of ESPN, when ego
1: and money are involved, people will take risks. Well, shoot, yeah,
0: money's involved. Connor McGregor said he would be open to fighting I'm sorry, to boxing Floyd Money Mayweather for a hundred million dollars. And I'm sure Floyd Money Mayweather, who's all about the money, would be the same. And of course, the ego factor. Money is 49-0, one win away from the golden victory. Or Conor McGregor could potentially give Mr. Perfect, so to speak, his first loss. So I, I love where this is going. I hope that this does actually go somewhere and we see a fight. Because I do want someone to shut up. Floyd, Money Mayweather. And with that said, sliding into home plate today, I'm going to reference a very hot television show. The Walking Dead. Now, why would I do that when talking about sports? Because don't be alarmed. I don't want anybody to be alarmed. But I think I have found the modern-day Negan. Yes, I I believe I have spotted him on a video early on this week. I think I found the modern-day Negan. I'm going to call him Steeler Fan Negan. The Steeler Fan Negan brutally and mercifully attacked, not a person, but an appliance. That's right, people. I don't think we're in any type of jeopardy of our own lives. But appliances you need to watch out. This is serious for you because after the Cowboys beat the Steelers last week, thirty-five to thirty, I saw modern day Negan in works. I think if if you haven't seen the video, you can look it up. I believe just search man hits, TV with bat, will work. But Steeler fan Negan went nuts when he saw Ezekiel Elliott cross the goal line in what would be the Cowboys' victory over the Steelers. And with his people watching, children watching, Steeler fan Negan put his TV down in the middle of the ground, wit, and grabbed his loose seal, and just went absolutely to town, just over and over and over again,
1: beating this defenseless television with his bat. So, I would like to say an in-memoriam to this
0: TV, this poor defenseless television set. Poor defenseless TV.
1: You never stood a chance against Steeler Van Negan. You lived a life where you needed to portray images that would be
0: acceptable to Steeler Van Negan. Unfortunately,
1: you failed. The images that, were, that came across on your TV Were unacceptable to him. We mourn the loss of you. And we just hope and
0: pray that the TV that replaces you doesn't have the same fate.
1: Only time will tell if that is true. But who knows if we will see dealer fan Negan attack again. And if we do, when it will be. That's all the time we have here on Around the Bases.
0: And I want to say I hope each and every one of you Have a fantastic Thanksgiving holiday. (laughs) There's a little bit of comedy there at the end, I I know, uh, coming into home plate. Or if you feel for televisions, I mean, actually, I was kind of starting to get a little touchy, teary-eyed for the television set myself. But... (laughs) I hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I do want to just give you a little bit of program scheduling. We will not have a show this next Saturday or Sunday. I apologize. We will not have a show this next coming Sunday um, as for, because of the holiday and just everything that will be going on. I will have no time to host a show this next week. We will be back the following week at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So eat a
1: lot of turkey and stay safe, and remember what you're thankful for. Thanks, guys.